Hey guys, this is Christopher Sean, aka Kazuriziono, and you are listening to Radio Dakar. Broadcasting across the galaxy, you're listening to Radio Dakar, a Star Wars podcast dedicated to Resistance, The Mandalorian, and more. Alright, hello everyone and welcome to the latest edition of Radio Dakar. I'm your host, Doug Brooks, and this is my review of The Clone Wars, Season 7, Episode 10. The Phantom Apprentice, also known as The Siege of Mandalore Part 2. We are into the Siege of Mandalore movie. We made it to the halfway point after this. And a lot of twists and reveals in this episode. Uh, It was funny, on my first viewing, I was like, that was it? You know, um, but then I had to sit back and think about it. You know, it's they're treating it as a movie. It's the second quarter of a movie. Uh, just running, you know, it's just starting the second act. So, you know, on multiple viewings, you get more out of it. And you realize, you know, what's going on, what it means to the larger story. And, you know, that's when I liked it more. Um, but let, let's get into it. Uh, this one's written again by Dave Filoni. Uh, directed the segment directed by Nathaniel Villanueva, and again, you know they're treating it as a movie. We get the the classic Lucasfilm Limited logo, the red Clone Wars logo again, and then it just jumps right into where we were last week. Uh, no newsreel or anything. Ahsoka is surrounded by Maul and his Maul DeLoreans. <clears throat> um. You know, before she gets uh, sends out her homing seek, uh, signal and gets rescued by Rex and the troops, but almost immediately we realize <clears throat> Maul knows so much, like more than I ever expected out of this. I think that's so far the big surprise of the Siege of Mandalore is that Maul. I mean, he had to know of Sidious's grand plan. You know, to orchestrate the war, be the chancellor so that he could control both sides, wipe out the Jedi at some point. Um, but starting here, we find out he knows the timing of it, that, you know, the Republic and the Jedi are about to fall. I mean, how much... Exactly, he knows about Order 66. Well, I'm sure we'll find out. Um, but yeah, that was really surprising. That's why he tries to use um, the Jedi to his advantage here. Uh, but again, you know, the uh, Ahsoka being surrounded doesn't last long because she does manage to have the clone troopers help her out. Maul escapes. And then the next scene, you know, they communicate with Obi-Wan via hologram, which surprised me, well, partially because of the figured last week, and I even talked about it, I figured last week was our goodbye to James Arnold Taylor on the show. I thought maybe 
<clears throat> they might do the um, Obi-Wan's message from the temple to stay away. But he had already recorded that for Rebels, so I thought, well, they could just always reuse the audio. But no, he's back, um, progressing the story along and, you know, giving us more insight into what Ahsoka knew and when. <clears throat> it also helps to place the episode in against the Revenge of the Sith, because ever since last week, we are concurrent. Both movies are taking place at the same time. And thanks to All Things Kenobi, at All Things Kenobi on Twitter, um, we now know we're in day three of Revenge of the Sith because Obi-Wan mentions he's already been assigned to go to Utapau, but he's not left yet. And in the Revenge of the Sith timeline, that's day three, whereas day one was the Battle of Coruscant. So they have been occupying Mandalore for a couple of days now. Um, so after, you know, Ahsoka was rescued and Maul escaped in the tunnels, yeah, it's been a couple of days um, to give you a better sense of how long the siege lasts. <clears throat> and, I mean, it's important here because Obi-Wan has already figured out that you know, he mentions Sidious. And he already knows that Sidious has played both sides. They just haven't figured out it's the Chancellor yet. Um... Another another thing here. So we know for sure that Ahsoka knows about Darth Sidious. I was always intrigued when I saw The Last Jedi that Luke mentioned Darth Sidious. At which was just cool to hear Mark Hamill say that name in a sequel trilogy. But the other thing is, you have to think about who could Luke have found out that information from. Um, I mean, your easy answer is, you know, Yoda or Anakin or Obi-Wan's Force Spirit could have communed with him and told him about Sidious. But Yoda's appearance in that movie makes you think he hasn't really been in contact with them. It's not like they appear to him constantly uh, ever since um, the fall of the Sith in, in uh, Return of the Jedi. So I kept thinking, I wonder what, I wonder... Okay, I, I should say, um, I, I said it last week, but I'll just remind you, um, I am full spoilers for characters' fates in Rebels. If they survived Rebels, I will probably mention their future. So Ahsoka does not die in Clone, in Clone Wars. Ahsoka's in Rebels and beyond. Um, so... I keep thinking, what if Ahsoka meets Luke and is the one who tells him this part of the Jedi history about Sidious destroying the Jedi and all that? Um, it just seems like that's the best place for Luke to get this information and also, you know, to be clued in as about the whereabouts of certain Jedi temples, perhaps. But then, you know, when he meets her, she's no longer a Jedi at that point. So it can be like, well, I just met somebody else who knew the Force. Because you got to think, if Ahsoka lived through the Rebellion, like the entirety of the Civil War, she had to have heard of the hero Luke Skywalker as soon as the first Death Star was destroyed. 
and she's like, wait a minute, Luke Skywalker. And I think even if Luke didn't find her, she would have had to have sought him out once the Sith were gone, supposedly, um, to find out if he was related to Anakin. Um, so that, that's just total speculation on my part. I don't know if that'll ever come to be, but it just makes sense that Ahsoka met Luke at some point after Return of the Jedi and told him about Darth Sidious. I can always talk about that another day, too. All right, uh, moving on. So, Obi, um, and, and, yeah, this is interesting because Obi-Wan wants Ahsoka to contact and talk to Anakin. I'm going to guess that never happens because given the events of the movie, uh, the Revenge of the Sith, you know, the, once Obi-Wan leaves with his troops for Utapau, you know, Anakin <clears throat> gets swept up pretty fast in, you know, learning uh, the Chancellor's uh, true identity and all that. So they probably never had that conversation. Uh, but there's a t there's an attack. Uh, there's another battle. Um, the Ark Trooper Jesse is captured. So then, you know, we get the um, to find out that Maul can do the the Force mind reading that we saw Kylo Ren do. It's, you know, it's kind of like forcefully pull the information out because like Jesse's torture scene uh, resembled Pose in the Force Awakens quite a bit. Um, so you know. So we, you know, the, we get more reveal from Maul that he knows about, you know, what's to come. And you know, we find out he doesn't know that much about Ahsoka other than her name. Um, so he wants to find out, like, you know, what she's doing here, what her background is. That's why he needs Jesse to fill in the blanks. And um, make make sure you listen to Star uh, Clone Wars download again this week. Uh, it was good last week, too. Uh, Sam Witwer is interviewed, and he talks about they they did treat this more like a movie, and he also had the experience of having done dialogue for Solo for Maul because he talks about, you know, movie dialogue is different than TV show dialogue. He, you know, he's trying to be a little more reserved, perhaps, and uh, focus on the words, whereas the cartoon or the ant regular animated episodes were more <clears throat> the action and everything. Yeah, that's a good uh, good soundbite from him. You need to listen to it. Um, <clears throat> so then, uh, while Maul's doing this, he wants uh, Gar Saxon to take out um, Almec. Uh, the prime minister, so that he doesn't give any information. So they, they have the scene at the prison, and Almec, uh, you know, he does reveal to Ahsoka, it wasn't necessarily Kenobi that Maul wanted there; it was Skywalker. So then we have to, you know, we find out more about that mystery. Um, anyway, and got to give shout out to the great. Um, scene where all, um, Saxon is chased by Bo-Katan. She's trying to capture him. And they have the fight in the elevator. And then she uh, like she has to avoid being crushed by said elevator. Uh, so that was a nice 
really nice action beat. Um, yeah, you know, it just gives you the sense of the constant fighting and battles that are going on during the siege. Um, let's see, I can't remember if I wrote it down. I, I do like that Maul refers to the events of Son of Dathomir, whereas last week I give you a brief on it. You know, he mentions that Car Saxon and Rook cast uh, got him out of the prison on Stygian Prime where uh, Sidious had put him. So, nice reference to that. Um, so once uh, Saxon returns, you know, he sees Maul with these holograms um, you know, telling the syndicate leaders to go into hiding uh, based on what's to come. So we've got uh, Black Sun uh, the Pikes and uh, Crimson Dawn is there, and again, uh, this you know nice little cameo there from Dryden Voss. If you didn't catch it, um, and I talked about it when Maul appeared a couple of episodes ago in the arc with Ahsoka and the Martez sisters. I mean, he mentioned Crimson Dawn then, and here we see that he's already has a relationship with Dryden Voss. Oh, and the Black Sun, representative of the Faelene. Um, Alien was not Prince Shizor. Uh, it was another... I don't think Shizor ever appeared in the series. He, he's not yet been brought over from Shadows of the Empire canon. But the organization Black Sun and the Faelene Rays are. They have been the whole time. I saw a couple of clickbait articles that tried to make you think they connected to Shadows of the Empire, which they, they didn't any more than they already had. And uh, the Pike was Mark Krim, who we had already seen this season. But yeah, so Dryden's there. Um, it, it's just funny to me that they have totally, like for people who in the future who decide, oh, I'm going to watch all of the Star Wars stuff, but I'm going to do it in order. So they watch all of Clone Wars first before they watch Solo. They're already going to know the twist with Maul. And that was one of my favorite reveals ever in Star Wars, because, I mean, you know, if you've watched Clone Wars, you knew he wasn't dead, but you didn't know he was going to be the leader of the crime syndicate in the movie. You, you could have put it together based on your knowledge, but, but yeah, that was just a total geek out moment for me and my son, little Han. When he pulled the hood back in the hologram, you're like, oh, it's Maul, he's in Solo, this is great. Um, but yeah, the, if you if you watch this season of Clone Wars first before you ever see Solo, that's that's ruined, but it makes sense for the timeline, so, and nice little cameo. Uh, so Maul's rallying the troops, talks about the chaos to come, and sees what power we can. So, you know, that's leading into his, you know, uh, we, you know, we don't know yet, whatever happens in the next couple of episodes, however he escapes, that's when he becomes a crime lord, fully works in the shadows again so yeah he seizes what power he can and uh, heads crimson dawn maybe we'll get a setup for that too uh, so the you know Bo-Katan's group of Mandalorians and the clones are getting citizens to safety uh, especially uh, when I had the uh, 
closed captioning turned on to take notes. You know, there some of the citizens are grumbling about, you know, you should go, you should leave. You know, I'm sure after, you know, two or three days at least of this, um, it's, it's wearing on the, wait, Order 66 is day four. So yeah, it's, no, yeah, it's at least three, no more than three days of siege. Um, you know, they just want it to be over. Um, oh, and then, I can't remember who said it, but they mentioned, you know, about, oh, don't worry, once this is all over, the Republic will leave and leave you alone. But if you, if you, you know, from Rebels, we know that never happened, that the Empire occupied it, which, you know, the Republic's going to be the Empire in a matter of hours at this point. Um, so, um, and you get the great scene where Rex and Bo-Katan and Ahsoka go to the throne room. There's Maul with Jesse. And this is where Sam Witwer's just eating up the scene with the dialogue. He, he, he just does a great job. Um, um, but the battle ensues outside, so you know, Rex and uh, Bo go to help with that. <clears throat> so because of what he did to Jesse, Walt knows about it, so it was past. And yeah, you know, this is where we get the comparison. You've got the kind of the outcast apprentices from the dark and the light. You know, they left for different reasons, but you know they're on their own. It's you know, it's just interesting how it developed that way. It's a nice parallel. And then you know, kind of briefing over it to get to the the, the ending here, but. You know, Maul reveals uh, that he wants Ahsoka to come with him uh, to help kill Sidious. And, and Sam Witwer in the download said, this is the only come-with-me scene in Star Wars where the villain is right. Because, I mean, Maul is telling what's about to happen. Not like we can... You know, at this point, he's not like we can go rule together, you know, like uh, like Vader and Kylo Ren do. But it's about no, we need to take out Sidious because everything's about to change. Um, and then, as he's got his hand out, we get the, the beautiful shot where the glass shatters and blows in there, blows towards them. I mean, I haven't even really touched on the animation. I mean, I talked about it last week too, but the, this looks incredible. Just beautiful all around um, and Ahsoka I mean, she says yes and, and she would have done it if not for Anakin because she asked well, you know, why Skywalker was important and then you know Maul says that he's the intended apprentice for Sidious and you know Ahsoka won't believe it she says you lie and you know everybody Oh, I can't remember who put it on as a meme, but you know, Padme and Obi-Wan and Ahsoka, they all refused to believe it until 
they had to until they saw it for themselves that you know Anakin couldn't do this that he, he is he's good they all believed him into believed in him to the very end um, but yeah Ahsoka you know resists and then we get uh, the incredible lightsaber battle which if you don't know was motion captured uh, Ray Park did Maul of course but Lauren Mary Kim was Ahsoka so they, they mo-capped the whole lightsaber battle and it was just beautiful and amazing um, so it's you have the lightsaber battle at the same time you have the battle outside <clears throat> you know multiple viewings this battle is just beautiful um, I have to wonder <clears throat> I don't know if they're going to say explicitly and this is a slight spoiler for Mandalorian Chapter 8, if you've not yet seen it, because it doesn't hasn't come out yet in some countries. Is this the Night of a Thousand Tears that was referred to in that episode of The Mandalorian? Um, I don't know, maybe, uh, we'll see. I mean, ever since those of us who saw Chapter 8 back in December, you know, we've been wondering, because it was mentioned, you know, the Night of a Thousand Tears took place during the siege. Was this it? Um, I mean, because I mean, think about the last shot you see of the episode where it's Ahsoka over the burning city of Sindari. And so, I don't know. Uh, but Maul's troops lose. You know, Saxon's asking for reinforcement, but Maul, um, he has escaped the throne room and. Uh, is trying to escape himself, and he's like, uh, "Die well, Mandalorian." So he you know, he's left them at this point. This is where he severed his ties, and he's on his own. And he has, he has a ship coming, so he's up in like the rafters of the domed city, you know, and he cuts a hole in. So at, at one point, so. Who came to rescue him? That's a question I hope we get answered. And because, and it was Vanessa Marshall doing the voice, uh, which I noticed in the credits was cool. Um, but you had that female pilot, you know, saying, Lord Maul, we're here for you. Um, in interesting to see who, who that is, if we find out at all. Um, but, you know, Soka chased him up there, so we get more lightsaber battle up, like, incredibly high up in the city. Um, You know, Maul gives her one last chance. She's like, no. Um, you know, this is when she starts to get, oh, you just want to rule yourself. Which, I mean, yes, he wants power, but, yeah. I mean, obviously, he does want to kill Sidious. And of course, he never gets to see that. Um, he dies before then, so. Um. But yeah, more more beautiful <laughs> Sam Witwer dialogue when he's about to fall. He's like, let me die. And um, you're all going to burn. We're all going to die. Before he's actually captured by the clones. Yeah, what a way to end the episode. And then, like I say, Ahsoka looking up through the hole in the city, looking you know, above the burning. I mean, the burning civilization in some ways. Uh, but that's it. Uh, so we're going to jump right in next week. 
and um, getting really close to order 66. So we'll see what happens. But I'll wrap it up there because we, we've got more to go. Uh, but thanks for listening. Uh, you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Radio Dakar. Uh, all the Radio Dakar episodes are on most major pa- podcast platforms, uh, Anchor, SoundCloud, uh, Apple, Google Play, Spotify Overcast. Uh, you can become a patron of the show at, and help us out uh, at patreon.com slash Radio Dakar. Uh, but thanks for listening to this episode. We'll be right back very soon with more. Um, until then, may the force be with you.